Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's International Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. Hello and welcome to this week's Chief Investment Office Weekly Investment Podcast. I'm Sarah Staple, the Deputy Head of Communications for the International Private Bank, and I'm speaking with our APAC CIO, Stephanie Hotsagen. Hi, Stephanie, how are you? Hi, this- Sarah, all good? Good, good. This is actually the, your second podcast for the week. So, um, it is. this, it was quite unusual to have two in a, two, two in a row, but you spoke uh, on China on Wednesday. Um, but what, what's new in the week ahead and what, what can we look forward to? Yeah, well, Sarah, there's so much happening. Um, we could do a, a daily podcast soon, but, uh, you know, let me update you very quickly on what lies behind us, but it's very important because the ECB, of course, was highly anticipated this week uh, as well, and they have delivered and raised interest rates for the third time in a row. So now we saw another 75 basis points, and what is interesting, um, uh, you know, beyond the, the 75 basis points that were fully expected is that the press release indicated that the ECB now doesn't expect to raise interest rates over the next several meetings, as they said before, but now uh, only to raise interest rates further. Um, and that in itself provides much less specific reference to the rate hike sequencing being prolonged over time. And then also at the press conference, ECB President Lagarde was actually quite vocal about the recession risk and the need to weigh pros and cons when moving monetary policy much tighter, um, et cetera. So, of course, she reiterated that the ECB needs to stick to its approach of deciding from meeting to meeting, depending on the development of inflation rates and economic growth. But, um, you know, they are, that, that messaging was a little different uh, um, than, was a, uh, that was, than was expected. Also, in, in terms of um, an announcement on the interest rate for longer-term refinancing operations, so the so-called Teltro, um, there is now the news that in the future those be linked to the average of the applicable ECB key interest rates. So that means uh, an increase in the cost of the Teltro loans provided to the European banks um, obviously shows the desire of the ECB to reduce this part of the balance sheet more quickly. And as a consequence, um, investors have actually, you know, taking all of this together, started to reprice the ECB terminal rate down uh, by about 30 basis points. And and then again, you know, if I, you asked me also about the week uh, and the, what, what is ahead of us, you know, now we know the ECB will be very data dependent. The next data points that come out is just ahead of us uh, to conclude uh, the week here is the focus on German inflation and then uh, the Eurozone inflation on Monday. Ah, okay. so, so a lot to digest. A lot to digest indeed, and thank you for, for laying it out so so well. Uh, of course, we've also, um, this month, we're, we're moving into the extended um, time between Europe and Asia uh, with, the, with the clocks going, going back. Um, so that just gives us an extra hour, doesn't it? Um, exactly. The daylight saving saving <laughs> daylight will end saving. this weekend and uh, we have another hour gap uh, to our dear colleagues uh, in Europe, yes. Yeah. Um, but speaking of speaking of data, um, there's interesting data coming out of the US next week uh, with uh, 
non-farm payrolls and um, uh, uh, Fed digesting, I guess, third quarter data. Would you like to sort of elaborate a little bit further yeah. on that? Yes, exactly. So so the, the, the week for the US will start off a little quiet because we have Halloween on Monday and the markets will be closed. But that, of course, does not... Um, um, take away the attention uh, to the Fed meeting that we are highly anticipating on Thursday. So yes, we had uh, recently the third quarter US GDP data um, published and it showed that the US economy actually grew, continued to grow at a solid pace. Um, GDP rose uh, at 2.6% annualized rate. Personal consumption climbed at a 1.4% pace. So, um, you know, of course, this is backward looking and the market is always fast forward, but uh, this kind of data has not altered expectations on the Fed uh, ahead of its meeting on Thursday to deliver the fourth consecutive 75 basis point hike. But, of course, the attention now hinges on the messaging by Chair Powell. Um, and I think even more so now, given the ECB has a bit more of a weighing on pro and cons in ter terms of the economic impact that has uh, when you hike rates, but recently also the Bank of Canada and also the Reserve Bank of Australia have been dialing back interest rate hike expectations. Then, of course, the background to how they um, do this is uh, how they uh, explain this is different. You know, you have private sector debt concerns in Canada. You have adverse effects on the economy from the domestic housing market. Uh, impact we see on the back of higher rates for Australia. And that backdrop, of course, is different to, to the US. But the balancing act between inflation pressures versus growth potential remains the common ground. And therefore, it will be very interesting um, to see the messaging uh, from the Fed. And as you said, we conclude uh, the week then with the US non-farm payroll report, which is expected to show a moderation in payroll creation, but still steady growth. And then, yeah, the question is, um, how much further will the uh, Fed need to go, uh, given the data sets that come in? And by the way, in terms of central bank activity, that's not all. We also have the Bank of England and we have Reserve Bank of Australia ahead of us. So, um, yeah, um, not getting boring. Not at all getting boring. In fact, um, I mean, mentioning the Reserve Bank of Australia, uh, that's a lot closer to home in this region, um, sitting here in Singapore. Uh, and, you know, November is, I can't believe November is actually this week, um, <laughs> but it's a very important month for, for this region, Asia, um, for all the meetings that are going to take place. Yeah. And we know that, you know, with all those meetings, the, the diplomacy uh, has, a, has a role in the geopolitical dimension, uh, which is so critical in this region. Uh, but part of the diplomacy is actually showing up to those meetings. So would you like to sort of run through for our listeners' benefit all the meetings that we, we have um, that are going to really yeah. touch this region? Yeah, exactly. I, I'm quite keen to give a, a, a bit more details instead of going through the data points that we may have ahead of us. And there is PMI data coming out in the region that is worth monitoring, of course. But I think given that we enter November, it's important uh, to highlight, um, you know, the meetings that you were just talking about, because the market is very much informed by um, the geopolitical um, agendas that are there and, and the changes. And we have three important meetings ahead of us that all take place in Asia. 
So it starts um, with the G20 meeting taking place in Bali on 15th of November, and that is then followed by the 21-country APEC summit in Bangkok, and then the ASEAN and East Asian summit as well. So, yes, you already hinted on this. Um, you know, ASEAN diplomacy is, I think, half about showing up you know these days of course is also uh, not just showing up and showing your attention but of course also who is showing up and um who would maybe as a consequence not show up and how how do they behave and what is the messaging around it and uh, lots of talk has already uh, come in recently in regards to u.s president joe biden potentially meeting uh, and you know both sides are working on this now it's been confirmed China's President Xi Jinping at the G20. Um, now in terms of uh, the other two meetings the situation is that uh, Joe Biden apparently has to go back home to catch his granddaughter's wedding which means he misses the APEC summit um, and also ASEAN and um, so Vice President Kamala Harris will represent the US. Um, of course, Joe Biden will have to also pay attention to the aftermath of the midterm elections that take place in the U.S. on the 8th of November. I also want to mention a, a very informative, insightful um, CIO viewpoint. Um, my colleague Deepak uh, Puri in the U.S. has uh, published on this. Um, very worthwhile um, to have a look because the probabilities, um, you know, maybe 80-20 and you're always uh, good to be prepared for surprises as well. But, um, you know, yes, so so these kind of geopolitical um, agendas will matter. And we will update, of course, as we go closer to the dates, uh, not necessarily about the political impacts, but what could it mean for markets? Um, what is the messaging um, around future corporations? Um, you know, what is the role in ASEAN? Um, around it, etc. So quite excited about that November coming up. Uh, indeed, it's going to be a huge month. Uh, so, well, thank you very much for yet again a, a fantastic sort of um, sharing of insights for our listeners. And it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, so I wish you a very uh, good week ahead. And uh, thank you for, for chiming in to our listeners. In Europe, Middle East and Africa, as well as in Asia Pacific, this material is considered marketing material, but this is not the case in the US. No assurance can be given that any forecast or target can be achieved. Forecasts are based on assumptions, estimates, opinions and hypothetical models which may prove to be incorrect. Past performance is not indicative of future returns. Performance refers to a nominal value based on price gains, losses and does not take into account inflation. Inflation will have a negative impact on the purchasing power of this nominal monetary value. Depending on the current level of inflation, this may lead to a real loss in value, even if the nominal performance of the investment is positive. Investments come with risk. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount originally invested at any point in time. Your capital may be at risk. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, ECB, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority, BaFin, and by Germany's Central Bank, Deutsche Bundesbank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated, a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE, 
and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC, and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The products, services, information, and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2022 Deutsche Bank AG and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied, or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.